always been a bit of a uh, a loner rather than a joiner um, and I've always messed around with things natural and investigating things natural um, my earliest memory is of riding my bike with my dad along the A12 to my auntie's um, when my sister Jill was to be born and Jill is four years younger than me so I was three and something being uh, left at my auntie's while my mum had Jill army camp that I was born on which has since been knocked down and is now an industrial estate had big um, concrete water reservoirs for some purpose and there used to be frogs spawning in there I used to go tadpoling um, in those pools I can remember too that the gypsies used to camp within about half a mile of where I grew up I remember creeping up and hanging around them being fascinated by watching them despite the fact everybody else said I shouldn't. My parents never understood me and I never really understood them. My, my dad was just an out-and-out -out worker and by my standards I, I found him boring. Whereas his brothers, my uncle Leslie was a great sea angler. He used to take me fishing sometimes and I loved that. I can remember going home with a big eel that I caught in the sea one day and expecting happily that my mother would cook it for us if we did it and my mother just condemned it and it hung on a tree and got covered in flies um, my uncle George was a um, was a small time shooting man um, liked to have a boy of similar interests around with him and he used to take me out rabbiting a bit um, I'd either help him handle a dog or be the, the boy who jumped into the ditch after a row were you when when you were doing? I'd have, I'd have been seven or eight when I was helping Uncle George. I expect up up until I was eleven when my life changed because um, when I passed the eleven plus, um, we didn't have a local grammar school available, and I had to go as a day boy to a local um, public school um, on a scholarship thing, and th that was one of the most miserable events of my life, really. In junior school. I'd been um, been quite successful. I'd been a one of four house captains. And was good at round, was good academically. Um, I was happy with that. Then I passed the eleven plus, and the only other boys who passed it were sons of professionals in the town, um, and were no, more naturally suited to mixing with the public school boys we had to mix with than I was. And I I I went from being um, quite a competent and representative footballer to who was a big lad who was assumed by the teachers at this new prep school that I then had to bike to would be equally well suited to rugby for which I'd never played and which I didn't know the rules of and every time I touched the ball the whistle went and I got howls of derision for being a day boy who didn't know how to play rugby where did they come from? And I, th that's built up a lifetime's resentment about rugby in my mind. <laughs> can, can I go back just a second? Yeah. Because you mentioned, you didn't mention it earlier on, but you just mentioned football. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, you mentioned being captain at school and you've mentioned rounders. Did you do those things at school or at home? And did you have friends around that you played these Rounders was exclusively with? school, I think. 
um, football was something I did because I enjoyed it and did voluntarily on a Saturday morning. The local men's team had a, had a kick around on the Saturday morning before the match in the Saturday afternoon. And I can remember being especially pleased that the, the town's goalkeeper, I can even remember his name now, Dudley, Dudley, I thought his name was Dudley. He was a bit of a superhero in the town. Um, he used to come and be goalkeeper while us boys practiced um, free kicks at him. And he used to call me Mel, after Mel, who was a famous Welsh footballer at the time, whose uh, name escapes me. Two, two Welsh footballers. I don't know footballers. Of the same surname. Just like the Charlton boys, Mel yeah. and somebody else yeah. were, were, were great footballers in the early 50s when I'm talking about. So you must have been quite good. I, I could kick a ball hard and I could place it, yeah. Yeah. And, and that was something you chose to do. You weren't sent to oh, do no, it. Oh, no, no. I, I liked doing it. I, yeah. And I enjoyed the accolades that went with it, yeah. Mm. What about the rounders? You mentioned rounders. Yeah, I got a good a good eye for a ball. I could hit round as well. Yeah. So, um, although we only played that at school, um, as I say, I was I was one of four team captains for the school. Um, so I must have been the mm. top four kids there, I suppose. Did, you said you were... Did you say, sorry, the youngest of your family? No, I'm the oldest. I've You're got three oldest. younger sisters. Were you expected to look after your younger siblings? No. My relationship with my mother's always been difficult. Joe insists my mother doesn't like me, and I think she's right. Um, and my sisters are all whingers, and they all live near my mother at home, and they all conspire about how wicked I am because I don't go home to cut the lawn and things like that so we're, we're quite expecting that um, I'm, I'm the black sheep of the family for having mm. left home but you had other members of the family uncles you've mentioned uncles you I got on brilliantly with and, and I had a lovely auntie up in Nottinghamshire who used to come down um, at her own expense with my uncle in Nottinghamshire they only had one child of their own and they, they really took to me and one of my male cousins, Ray, who I'm still friendly with. Um, and they used to come and drive all the way down from Nottinghamshire to Suffolk, which was a long journey in those days. And I can remember now my mother moaning that um, they always turn up at tea time. Yeah, she was she's such a, a, um, a mean-spirited woman, my mother. She really is. Because my, my, my uncle ran a textile sorting factory in, in um, Sutton in Nashville in Nottingham. And they'd take me and Ray back there. And my auntie ran a, a big chicken, laying chicken flock and almost commercial orchard. And, and had a nice dog. Um, and I've always enjoyed playing with dogs. And um, I used to pick the fruit for them. And when they came down, they'd come laden with... My mother, my auntie would pick out textiles and, and make mm. them up into jumpers for myself and my sisters. She she was brilliant. Mm. And then she'd mm. take us all the way back to Nottingham. My uncle would take us off on rides across to see the Flying Scot, the, um, the Flying Scotsman, yeah. the Mallard, mm -hmm. running yeah. south from Edinburgh to London, doing it and tell us how it was the world's fastest train. Um... I had, a br I had brilliant times up there with them. They were, they were really lovely people, and I, I, 
I miss them both more than I will ever miss either of my parents. Mm. So is this where you spent holidays, long holidays? Yeah, summer holidays, mm. yeah. Yeah, good. Did you, um, did you have to do chores at home? Um, to some extent, but by the time I came to be old enough to be useful for doing chores, I, I was at this prep school, which was about four and a half miles away. Yeah. So I used to have to leave home about half past seven in the morning and bike all the way there. Again, I, I get a little bit resentful about that because the other kids had parents who would take them in cars on, on, on bad weather, but I was always sent on my bike. Um, I had set up at half past seven. We did lessons until lunchtime, and then um, we had to play rugby in the afternoon till half past four, and then more lessons till half past six to keep the boarders occupied when they go and have their cooked meal. And I had to get on my bike and bike four and a half miles home in the rain. And then do my homework. Mm. Can you remember what what you did at school in break times? You know, when you did have lunch breaks and morning breaks. Yeah, I can remember making marble runs. Was one of one of the big. Have you made marble runs? Yeah, I have actually. Yeah, yeah. I used to enjoy doing that. Um, playing conkers. I used to enjoy collecting conkers. Um, as as a young lad, playing with my um, my fellows around. Framlingham as opposed to the borders when I became sort of stifled um, we we used to make what we called um, throwing arrows which were long arrows often with a dart point on the end made of what? yeah made of a stick out of the hedge oh so um, with, with with a um, a shoelace or a piece of string around one end such that you could hurl it long distances right. yeah. and I was pretty good at that I was a bit of a champion at that and um, we also played with catapults, I was quite a good catapult shot, knocking cans off things. <laughs> I remember the very first time I I took a fun shot at a bird, turned out to be a little hedge sparrow, and I hit this poor thing and killed it. And I've been riddled with guilt about it ever since. <laughs> um, so I, I, mean? I never shoot at anything now unless I know that I'm prepared to kill it. Mm. You said when you were talking about doing these things with the arrows, you mentioned we, who was the we? Me and the other lads from the local town. Um, my special mate was a lad we called Buzzard. It was George. Um, he and I were um, were stars at another game we used to play. We used to play, I forget quite what we called it. I think we called it Knights or something. You used to have a horse and a rider. And used, the, the riders used to wrestle until the other two got knocked over. And I used to be Buzzard's horse. And Buzzard was a very strong arm. He's a brilliant tree climber. Um, and we, we were both pretty good at that. Um, were there any... We used, to, we used to make clay balls as well and hurl them long distances off flexible sticks. And you made those yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can you remember any toys? You, the, you, you've mentioned things that you made, but did you have any toys, indoor play, if it was you couldn't go out, for example? Yeah, by the time I was nine or ten, I was, I was very fond of my nana, and if we ever visited her or my another one of my aunties, they they used to like playing drafts, and they taught me how to play drafts, and I I was good enough at that to keep them amused, so I used to play that with them. The the one positive thing I can remember about my dad, he did make me a pop gun, out of a piece of elder with the hollow pith. And another piece of wood is the piston, and used mm. to put a, um, 
an acorn into the end of it and pop it. And that's about the only positive thing I can remember about my dad. So indoors you had drafts. Any any other things that you, you did indoors when you couldn't be out? Sometimes played hang the man, spelling games. Um, jigsaws I'd do occasionally. I didn't really get on with my sisters and my, my sisters were constantly whinging that I'd upset them and my mum would then... Mm-hmm berate me for upsetting them so uh, right okay didn't do a lot in the house did uh, radio or television play any part in your childhood yeah um i think i've become fonder of both as i've got older uh, i love listening to biographical stuff on the radio four and the, the like nowadays um television the first television I can remember seeing wasn't in my parents' house. It was my cousin Ray. His nana lived um, two or three streets away. And we got invited round there on the way home from school to see her television. And um, we used to see um, the wooden tops and Muffin the Mule and all that stuff. Uh, and I was mildly amused by that, but I was more interested in her goldfish pond at the bottom of the garden. <laughs> Get your priorities right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about radio? Do you remember any radio programmes that were on it when you were young? I can remember. My, my mother always had a radio going, um, a, a, the light programme, I suppose it was called in those days, sort of light music. Case Sarah Sarah was one of the songs that sticks in my mind. Whatever will be, will be. Um, no, I, I didn't listen to it mm. consciously, no. no. Okay. Now, outside school, um, were there any organisations that played any part in your life that you joined? I mean, there are obvious ones like the Scouts and things, but there are lots. I, of I would different have loved ones. to join the Scouts. There was no opportunity to join the Scouts. Scouts is my sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, but school just took up all my time. Yeah. As I say, I left school yeah. home at half past seven, didn't get home till gone seven, then had homework to do. And the, the other, <laughs> I told you I'd, I'd make you cry. Um, I've always craved a dog, and eventually my parents gave in and let me buy a puppy. And it was a little black and white um, border collie. And this dog and I were devoted to each other. It must have been when I was about nine or ten I got it. Mm. And we'd spend ages off hunting birds' nests and wandering the fields. And um, then one day um, I, I, I got home from this long days at school on my bike to go and see my dog and my parents told me they'd given it away I don't know whether they gave it away or sold it but they were too bloody idle to just keep a dog ticking over for their son who had to work 12 hour days at a school and I I still haven't forgiven them for it no No. No, that doesn't surprise me my Um, mother doesn't do anything worthwhile really just sits around can I go back to what you said about um, buying the dog, mm. did you have pocket money? Did you have? Were you given money? I don't anything? recall ever being formally given money. I I used to get birthday money. I used to get decent watches of per- birthday money from 
these nice aunties and people. And I, I suppose my parents must have helped pay to buy the dog for me. Um, How long did you have him? I think he was four or five when mm. uh, when they gave him away. The, the, the other thing, if if I turned the house upside down, I could I could find a report in the East Anglian Daily Times, um, submitted by our doctor who lived across the road from us, um, about the capture of the first koi pu in Framlingham and in that river catchment. Yeah. By Alan Howard and his dog Pal. Really, aged. <laughs> what happened was that myself and this dog were out wandering the fields as we did hunting things, and um, I I came upon it with. The, do you know what a koipu is? Big South American rodent looks yeah, like a I, I giant thought, yes, rat. Yes, they were yes. cultivated for the fur. Yes, they've since yes. been eradicated because they escaped and damaged. I river, didn't know we ever had them walls. in this country. Yeah, we did. They were they were a big problem in the Norfolk Broads and mm. a lot of the Suffolk mm. Lowlands. Anyway, nobody in Framlingham had ever seen one until my dog had one at bay in the middle of this big bramble bush. And that they had great big orange-coloured incisors. They looked really wicked animals. Look it up on the internet when you get home. Um, they, they looked like a giant rat. This thing was mm -hmm. seven or nine pounds, I think. And um, I, I uh, it was a real stalemate. The, the koi poo was at bay keeping my dog off. And I, I raced off and got an old willow branch and knocked the koi pu over and the dog leapt in and killed it. And I gleefully carried this thing home as a big hunting trophy. <laughs> and as I say, the, the, the doctor across the road must have seen me going by and um, took a photograph and, and submitted a report and it made the paper. <laughs> oh, so yeah. you were a hero for a day. Well, yeah, well... <laughs> of bad news I suppose um, koi pus had invaded our local mere mm. um, and I, I caught the first one <laughs> you sound as though you had quite a lot of freedom yeah you know, were well there I've, any I've rules? always made it were there any rules about how far you could go or when you had to be home or anything like that I don't remember any no uh, I, I'm, I'm quite, I was quite a good kid. I'd, I'd be home in time for dinner. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd, um, I, I was never troublesome, which is why I'm so resentful at my mother um, being so grumpy about mm -hmm. me. And Did you ever, ever tell your parents you were doing one thing when, in fact, you were doing something else, illicit, or you know that they wouldn't have approved? No, I don't of. think so. No, I don't think so. Okay. No. I've never done very much that's naughty, really, which is why, you know, as Josie says, because Josie's got a very naughty brother who was always into fights, who was always womanising, drank too much and all those things. And she says, you know, my mother loved him far more than your mother has ever loved you and you, you've never drunk to excess, you've never womanised, mm. you haven't got any children you don't recognise. Um, what, why, why is she so miserable mm. with you? Who knows what goes on in people's mm. minds? Mm. Um, when you became a teenager, I mean, I, I realised. Did you go to the this school that, with the long hours until you were? Uh, just two years from it. Two years. It, it was a prep school for the yeah. local college, and and I went from eleven to thirteen when you then did the common entrance yeah. up to the college. Uh, this is another grumble of mine because. 
at, at the prep school, I was always second or third in my class yeah. out of 30 odd kids. I was, I was good at languages, yeah. I was quite good at scientific things. Latin was my best subject, which amazes a lot of people. Um, and um, for some reason or another, I must have thrown some sort of a wobbly when we did this common entrance exam for the main college. Because all these other kids who had been below me in my academic strata all went into what was called um, lower 4A. And they put me into lower 4B, where you couldn't do Latin anymore, and where the dregs and mental deficiency of the school were. And um, my parents didn't do anything about it. You know, if, if it happened to Josie and I, we would be up to school to inquire why and um, yeah. Yeah. point out the record that our son was of greater academic ability than these, these other kids. But they didn't. You felt unsupported. Uh, well, I felt unsupported. Mm. And I suppose because I was the good kid again and um, academically the best in the lot, they tried to make me form captain. And I've always hated responsibility. And I, I, I went through a lot of embarrassment and trouble trying, managing eventually to resign as form captain because form captain was responsible for keeping the blackboard rubber and the chalks ready for the next teacher to come in. And of course, I, I just I have enough trouble sorting out my own contents without looking <laughs> after others. But then the consequence of that, um, because I was so unhappy there, I suppose I worked very hard. And at the end of the year, they put me up with all the rest of my mates again in, into upper 4A instead of upper 4B. And um, from there I went on and I got more O-levels than any of them. Mm. So. Did, what, did, were you, did you, I know you've said to me in the past that you're not a joiner, but were there any clubs or associations at school that you were a member of? Um, I, I'd always kick a football with anybody else who wanted to kick a football. Um, at college, I was just resentful of the fact that I was being kept away from being able to kick a football with my mates. and um, We had this silly school of not fraternising with girls. You know, I had three sisters at home. I'd always mixed with a load of girls in my school. I knew them all by Christian name. Yet it was against the school rule to speak to them if I met them on the street. Had to wear a cap. And, of course, my old mates, seeing me walking along the school uniform with a cap, would come and rib me about it and try to steal the cap. And I can remember now getting into a fight with a boy called Hux, who tried to nick my cap mm. and I, I thoroughly beat him up <laughs> he started on me but I, I, I won that one I can remember being beaten up by another boy as well who was just a compulsive bully um, boy called Brian Vera he's, he's probably some in some institution now he's just not right in the yeah. head yeah. Um, so it sounds as though you did you did have Although you say you're not a joiner, you did have a group of friends around you. Yeah. Did, yeah. Um, did you and, go but out? I, I, I generally operate with one or two best friends rather mm. than a big group of kids. Mm. Um, Buzzard, my my partner in this um, wrestling game, and I were great friends because he was a brilliant uh, tree climber. I used to like lighting bonfires and things even in those days. And we used I remember we got hold of an oxo tin, and we um, we we had a basic understanding about chemical reactions going faster at higher temperatures. 
So we thought if you can make elderberry wine in two or three months, fermenting at home, we can speed it up by putting it in this oxo tin over a bonfire. And <laughs> <laughs> we duly cooked this lot up and tried to drink it. Uh, oh, and we, we used to we used to buy Du Maurier cigarettes. Can you remember Du Maurier cigarettes? No. They were the only ones you could buy in packs of two. Oh my goodness! So they were so much cheaper than any other yeah. players' weights. Uh, well, they were, yeah, players' weights. I think and Will's Woodbines were the other two options. Yeah. Um, so I, I smoked a little bit in those days out of um, bravado and inquiry, but I I very soon decided I didn't want to do it. And what I've not the, smoked since I was 17. Mm, what was the outcome of the elder? Um, I don't <laughs> remember actually being sick of it, but it, it was unpleasant. Mm. Yeah, it was a failure. Mm. Did you go out do evening activities with friends? I'm thinking of things like cinema, youth club dancing, that sort of thing. Anything? I've never done youth clubs or dancing. It would have been against the school rules all the time. I was from 11 to 18, you see. Oh, that's a bit, a bit much. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Um, being a a nice, polite, heterosexual boy with with girlfriends as well as mm-hmm. boyfriends in in the nicest possible way. Um, going to this exclusively male school where you could not fraternise with women, which was primarily to keep the boys away from the scullery maids, you know, the mm. boarders. Um, this is the prep school now? No, the main school was the same, except it wasn't four miles away. It was only a, a mile or so away, so I walked through the town to it. I can actually show you a picture of me. As a, well, can we do that? Can we do yeah. that later? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's the strange thing. Um I was obviously at junior school at this time and uh, somebody snapped this photograph of myself walking back to school at lunchtime with my two sisters trailing along behind me and it's now in this book on Suffolk and um, somebody who knew the family pointed out to us that it was on display in the bookshop down the town and uh, I have subsequently got a copy of it just for fun. So what about cinema? Hardly ever went. I can re- the, the earliest one I can recall going to see, and I'm, I'm not very keen on cinema even now, Josie goes just about every week, and I hardly ever go. I went to see um, Tommy the Toreador, I remember, and I went to see Summer Holiday, Cliff Richard's fantasy thing. Yeah. Um, then as a, as a grown-up boy, I went to see Zulu and things when I was living away from home but I was 1920 by then no I never did much at cinema no I didn't have time really for, for clubs as such so the activities that you had as a child and a teenager have you taken those into your adulthood did you take those into your adulthood what what when you became an adult what did you develop new interests or take the ones that you were I, I, I think an awful lot of what I did with my uncles as a boy coming out in me now as an adult yeah um, and what are you doing now well as you know I like playing about with dogs um, I like breeding birds chickens again I, could, I, I, I used to work on my dad my dad started a petrol filling station he started a bike repair business and then he had a petrol filling station 
and I used to go and serve petrol for him. Um, did you earn money that way? Or yeah, I think yeah. I did get paid for that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't recall how much. And then he decided to take on a partner and they wanted to install a hydraulic ramp. And in those days, the hydraulic ramp operated as a big cylinder, a central cylinder with a, an H on the top. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> the uh, area where this was to be had to be deep enough, obviously, for the outer cylinder to house the piston. So yeah. it meant digging a hole about nine, ten feet deep. And I was the only person around who was um, small enough and, and was able to dig that last two or three feet. So I can remember doing that, operating with a trowel, getting little slivers of clay off and filling up this bucket and then climbing out while they pulled the bucket out and then climbing in to fill another bucket full of clay. How old were you when you were doing that? That would have been before I went to the college, so I was probably eight or nine. Mm. quite young mm. so at the moment you're you're working with dogs and you've got birds chickens and the, the chickens was an interesting thing as I say I, I loved this auntie Wynne of mine from, from Nottinghamshire who used to come and fetch me and she loved me too and one of the things that's pleased me most is that um, I managed to introduce Josie to her before she died I knew she was very unwell and she was so delighted. She she told me how how pleased she was that I found a nice girl to be with. Um, and and Josie loved her as well, mm. which sort of made up a bit from the fact that neither of us liked my mother. <laughs> um, yeah. And w when I was serving the petrol, there used to be a fish and chip van come through our town and the other towns he used to circulate around. And uh, <laughs> one day. He turned up with a cardboard box and he said, Hey, boy, do, do you want um, hen and chicks? Look, I, I bought them for somebody and they didn't call to collect them. I don't want to take them home again. Do you want them, boy? And I took these on and re reared these chicks and I've, I've been messing around rearing poultry ever since. And how many have you got at the moment? Not many at the moment because um, we've done this wedding in America and we've, uh, we're planning to go babysitting in Brittany and... So I haven't read so many this year as I normally do. But, mm. uh, and I, I sold a lot before I went, so I've, I've probably got 10 adults and 30 or 40 mm. young ones. Mm. That's the way I like to do it. I wouldn't want to be a commercial chicken breeder of any sort. I like mm. to turn the generations over and know them as individuals. But are you still happier outside than in? I think on the scale of things, yeah, but uh, this acquiring of the bus pass and discovering the joys of um, bus companionship, because that's, that, that's a brilliant aspect of travelling to Dorchester on the one and only bus that goes through this village. We all know each other, and yes. I've got more intense friends on that bus now than I have in the village. Mm. 